Hello, my name is Sage and welcome to my true crime podcast. I was originally going to talk about the Elisa Lamb case today, but since it's getting like a lot of coverage with Netflix and just other articles being written about it, I am instead going to be talking about a lesser known case, which is the murder of Cassie Jo Stoddard. I have read a lot of true crime stories and this one is honestly the most disturbing to me and it's definitely one that has stuck with me the most for multiple reasons. So I'll just get into it. Cassie Jo Stoddard was a 16 year old high school student. She went to Pocatello High School in Pocatello, Idaho. On September 22nd, 2006, she was house sitting for her aunt and uncle when they went on vacation. Cassie invited her boyfriend, Matt Beckham, over, as well as classmates Brian Draper and Tori Adamsick over to the house to hang out. Matt had been friends with both Brian and Tori before, so when they all came over, they watched a movie together before Brian and Tori left. They apparently left before it was over, and they told both Cassie and Matt that they were going to the movie theater to watch a movie instead. In reality, they did not go to the theater. Basically, earlier that day, Cassie gave them all a tour of the house, including the basement, and while they were in the basement, Brian had unlocked the door so they could come back inside later. This was all part of a bigger plan that I'll get more into later. Brian and Tori left, and Matt and Cassie stayed, and they stayed in the living room on the couch, And they continued to watch movies while Brian and Tori went back to their car to put on dark clothes, gloves, and white masks. And the white masks, they're kind of hard to explain, but they were basically solid white, except red was coming out of the eyes and the mouth. A little bit later, while Cassie and Matt were still watching movies, they came back into the basement that they had unlocked and they started to make noise, they broke a few things, but Cassie and Matt, they didn't go down to look. While they were down there, they realized that the breaker was down there and they turned all the lights off. Her aunt and uncle had a dog who Cassie was also sitting at the house and the dog was standing at the top of the basement stairs and acting really weird. Uh, Matt said that the dog was barking and running around across the house. And later, the lights came back on. It was later said that Brian and Tori were attempting to lure both Matt and Cassie down to the basement in order to attack them. And that's why they were making all the noise and making the lights go off. So hopefully they would go down to investigate, but they did not. With the power being weird and also the loud noises coming from the basement, Cassie grew extremely scared. It was said that she was scared of the dark and scared of being alone and Matt's mother was picking him up soon, which scared her even more. Cassie had Matt ask his mom if he could stay with her at the house. Um, His mom said no, but offered that Cassie could come and stay with them, but Cassie declined because she felt it was her duty to look after her aunt and uncle's house and pets. I saw a few different times listed, but anywhere between 10.30 and 11.30 that night, Matt was picked up, He called Brian Tori to see what they were up to, and he said that he could barely hear them because they were whispering, and they stated that they were at the movies, and that is why they were whispering. Once Brian and Tori knew that Matt left, they turned the power off once again, and they slammed a closet door in order to create more noise. They stated that they were still trying to lure Cassie to get close to them in order to attack her, but she never came. 
Tori had a hunting style knife and Brian had a dagger and they both proceeded to brutally attack Cassie and stab her 30 times, 12 in which were fatal. And I can't remember exactly what she said, but she did ask who they were along with other things before they attacked her. Earlier that night before Matt left, he said that he would call Cassie as soon as he got home. And when he arrived home, he called her at around 12 a.m. and she did not answer. The next morning, he called her around 15 times and then he called her mother. And the mother also stated that she had been trying to get a hold of Cassie, but couldn't. As if it weren't already disturbing enough, Brian and Tori were actually documenting all of this on film. They were filming it all on a video recorder and they were planning on killing her all day. And they said stuff along the lines of like she was perfect, that's why she had to die. And they apologized to her family on the video earlier and said that it had to be her. They were even shown in a video earlier at school. They were writing down a whole plan and attempting to not be caught by teachers. So they were at school planning this that day and even showed Cassie in one of the videos and told her to say hi. The murder itself happened on a Friday and on Saturday is when the mother and Matt were both trying to get a hold of her and the aunt and uncle returned on Sunday. When her aunt and uncle got into the house, it was obvious that a disturbance had occurred. There was glass shattered all over the floor, mostly at the bottom of the staircase, and the uncle eventually found her lifeless body on the ground and yelled to her aunt to call the cops. When she called the cops, the cops just told her to make sure that she was actually dead, so the aunt went over and noticed that Cassie was obviously deceased and she proceeded to go outside and tell everyone what had happened. Brian and Tori were suspected right away of having to do with her murder. They were both interviewed quite a few times, but they maintained the same story that they left her house and went to the movie theater and saw a movie, but neither of them could explain any of the details of the movie. They both eventually admitted that they were involved, but when they were interrogated, they both blamed each other. Brian claimed that although he was in the same room while Cassie was being killed, that he had not stabbed her. But he eventually admitted later that he did in fact stab her, but that it was under Tori's demand. They ended up showing the investigators where they hid the evidence that was involved in the crime, and they said that they hid it at Black Rock Canyon. And what was found there included clothing, masks, and weapons. A number of other items were found as well, including the video camera that they had filmed everything on and their whole plan and a dress with Cassie's blood on it. Along with the videos of what I was saying earlier of them planning everything, it also showed them after the crime with them stating that they just killed her and it didn't feel real and that it went by so fast and Brian was completely bragging that he had just killed her and how exciting it was and Tori told him that he had to be quiet and they had to figure everything out. During the trial, both boys said that they were inspired by the Columbian high school shooters and also by the Scream movies. And on August 21st, 2007, they both got a mandatory life sentence plus 30 years 
to life for a conspiracy to commit murder, and they are currently serving their time at Idaho State Correctional Institution. They both later tried to appeal their convictions, but they have all been denied. So that is the unfortunate true story of the murder of Cassie Jo Stoddard. I think why this story was so disturbing to me is because they were all so young. Cassie was only 16 and Brian and Tori were also only 16. And the fact that they were all friends and they were planning this behind her back, going to school with this already being planned, hanging out with her with this already being planned is just so sickening to me. And I can't imagine how her family feels, how Matt feels. And it's honestly just overall one of the most disgusting stories that I have ever heard. And you'd really have to watch the video in order to fully get the gist of how they were, but um, they were really messed up in the head. Just the way that they were talking about murdering her before they even did it and how it was making them feel, there's obviously something really wrong with them. And then after how happy and excited that they sounded, even though they just killed one of their friends, is truly horrific. Thank you for joining me on my true crime podcast. I hope that you come back next time to hear more true stories. I'm mostly going to talk about ones that aren't really heard about as much, so it's not repetitive because I know a lot of people talk about the super quote-unquote popular crimes, but I will make sure to mostly focus on ones that don't get a lot of attention.